This is Game of Codes on the Raw, Australia's biggest sporting debate. A lot of big news hit our news feeds yesterday, Jeff, is one of that being Sam Burgess has retired from a National Rugby League. Yeah, sad way for a, what has been a wonderful career to, to end. A lot of us will remember his heroics. We'll go down as remembered for his heroics in the 2014 Grand Final, of course, won the Clive Churchill medal. We've got AJ Mithin, NRL expert at theraw.com.au, joining us. How are you, mate? Doing well, thanks, guys. Now, let's jump straight into Sam Burgess, mate. What sort of legacy is he leaving behind? Well, he certainly changed things for the Bunnies, didn't he? When he arrived in 2010, probably, what, an English player right at his prime rather than towards the end or pursuing something like that. But he's just been dynamite from day one for South. Um, There wasn't a week where he wasn't having an influence one way or the other, whether he was on the field or off it, Um, uh, because he did get suspended a lot. But I'm I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, I think he's he's been a fantastic player. He's been a real powerful leader around Souths as well, um, which they did need. They were wandering a little bit aimlessly, fair to say. I won't dig too much into that, but he straightened them up. Uh, he's given them, he gave them a huge amount of mongrel, and he played in really good combinations with the guys around him. Um, and I think he'll be missed, but you could tell in the prelim against Canberra, um, even before he got injured badly late in the game, he was really, you know, he was giving it everything he could, but he was really, really obviously hurt and winged. Yeah, just a a tremendous player, really. And I'm struggling to think um, of another import player who has had a bigger impact on the NRL. I I think Sam Burgess sits uh, comfortably atop the pile of English players to have played in Australia and just... The 2014 grand final performance is, is the one that everyone's uh, going to remember, including a, a truly immortal halftime interview, which is not uh, PG-rated, so we, we won't repeat it here, but that was a good one. Where does that go down in the great grand final performances of all time? Well, it's going to be right up there, doesn't it? Because it was the first, I think it was another Englishman, James Graham, who got him, wasn't it? In the first hit-up or something. But uh, my memory's hazy because I was on my honeymoon in 2014. <laughs> But I think it was, I was also thinking, yeah, about the best ranked uh, English players to come out. And he, yeah, he's got to be, he's got to be in the discussion for one if he's not one. I mean, James Graham's been fantastic. Uh, Adrian Morley was fantastic. Yeah, Ellery Hanley was great, but he wasn't out here for long enough, I guess, to, to say he's made a lasting impact on the game. But Burgess definitely has, definitely. Yeah, I, I you know Morley's someone who might come close, but I I put Burgess well well above all of those guys, and it, it's going to be tremendously difficult for South Sydney to replace him next year. Um, obviously, there's going to be a bit of consternation about uh, the salary cap Im- imputations going forward, um, but uh, for Souths, having lost Burgess, and of course John Sutton retired this year as well, that's a lot of experience. Um, a lot English. of cl- well, yeah, that's it. You know, that, yeah, it's a fair bit of beef, isn't it? Wayne's going to have to go shopping for some uh, heavy-duty players. And I know there's been talk about Tyson Frizzell maybe being on the market, and he's been linked to Para. But um, if, if you've got a chance to go with Wayne and South, I think second rowers and front rowers will be looking at that if it came across their desk. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to have to find a replacement pretty quickly. And there's been some talk about David Fafita, but he's obviously still got a year to go on his contract. And you mm. can't imagine. The oh, Broncos. we know that doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter in rugby league. Uh, it matters a little bit. I mean, the Broncos <laughs> are, are going to need, you know, something special to release him early, I think. Well, you know, depending on how depending on how the NRL 
uh, allow South to handle the yes. last few years of Burgess's contract. Maybe that something special might just appear. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I? Uh, can I abstain from making a comment about that? Lest we get a horde of angry either South fans or uh, fans of neutral yeah. clubs. Uh, That's not a. That wasn't one a forceful statement. Everybody, let's, let's relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they're going to have to do something. I mean, you look at South's record without him. Uh, without Burgess this year, um, what they, they won three of the five games, but one of those was a one-point win over Manly when they didn't have Tom Trebojevic. The others came against... Um, oh, I've lost them in my notes. North Queensland and St. George. And those two teams sucked this year. So, and and they, lo- they lost to Penrith and West Tigers. That's not a particularly good record without... Well, it points to how important Sam Burgess is. So they're going to need to go shopping pretty quick smart. Yeah, I think I'm sure they've got a few irons in the fire because I'd be amazed if this was an overnight decision or a last 48 hours decision. I'm sure this has been planned for from a little while out. Absolutely, that's I probably mean, probably why he was over in Cabo or wherever it was with people <laughs> on his shoulders. <laughs> all right, that's all we got time for on Sam Burgess. Obviously, going down as an absolute legend. Of course, we're joined by AJ Myth and NRL expert at theraw.com.au. This is a game of codes on the Raw show. His biggest sporting debate. Let's talk the winners and the losers of the 2020 fixture. You kick us off, AJ. Well, it's a, every year we want to get really outraged when the draw is released, and but this year's like last year, guys. It's a it's a potato. There's nothing seriously controversial about it. There's nothing seriously fantastic about it, in my opinion. Oh, oh I reckon potatoes uh, are quite fantastic, so you just... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you you're can, cooking you them. Can use them. You can use them in a range of situations, but this one, I guess it's... I don't know. I mean, the only thing that bugs me about the draw is that anyone gets a five-day turnaround. Um, I mean, I wrote on the Royal during the season they should get rid of Thursday night games altogether, but they haven't, and... Um, that means that some teams who are play Sundays are going to be playing on the Thursday. But, you know, they should avoid that if they can, but they haven't. So Todd Greenberg was going, they're down, they're down, but they're down from 26 in total to 25 in total. So, and I think um, five teams have, sorry, four teams have three of them during the season. Uh, the Sharks, the Storm, the Bunnies and the Eels. So, yeah, they, they want they want them on the prime time on Thursday and Sunday Arvo, but, you know, it does not work. They're going to get, they're going to be knackered. Yeah, well, Cronulla got the really short end of the stick in terms of um, five-day turnarounds. Because they have a five-day turnaround when both matches are away from home. Um, and how how that can exist, I, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. the, the, the NRL were, were really uh, promoting the some kind of software that they use to do the draw, but I reckon it's it's Mr... <laughs> Mr. Trick there. Well, there's there's a, there's some stats hanging around out there that I can't recall off the top of my head, which was uh, a five day break with travel. I think it was something like you've got a one in a twenty percent winning chance of that game. Um, it's it's one of the really tough ways, especially if you have to go to New Zealand before or after yeah. um, one of those games. On New Zealand, they have a bit of a bit of a rough one in that they've got a home game. In, during Magic Round and then have a five-day turnaround when the second game is being played back in New Zealand. So that kind of mitigates the advantage uh, of having the home ground uh, home game there. So that that's a bit rough for them. Um, they obviously don't have too many um, free-to-air games in Australia. Mm. There's only the one, but really I can't get um, outraged about that because, you know, they're from a different country, and that's no. not really, uh, not yeah, really, not a, not a known draw on Channel Nine or on the uh, Fox NRL, are they? But <laughs> no, yeah, that's you can't it. argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gold Coast probably have um, fair claim to be a bit disappointed in the draw. They've they've got a, 
their start to the season is just horrid. The Raiders away, Eels, Broncos, Roosters away, Storm away, Manly away. That's their first six mm. weeks. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I think St. George have copped it. St. George Illawarra have copped it a little bit as well. But there's a, there's a famous saying in sport, boys, which is if you don't like it, play better. And I think uh, <laughs> the Gold Coast and St. George have hardly any grounds to be complaining about anything with what they put up last year, this season. So... I mean, if they want to get, if they want to work into a better draw, better coverage, and all that, they've got to work through what's in front of them and uh, send off all the angry letters you want. But the reply will be: if you don't like it, do better. Well, I guarantee you, there are going to be some angry letters from New South Wales supporters about the Brisbane Broncos draw because once again they've got. Uh, well, they don't have any five-day turnarounds, and the vast majority of their games uh, fall on Thursday and Friday nights. Um, mm. Obviously, the two are related there. I'm not sure playing on Thursday is that much of a benefit. It's a pretty horrid time slot. Now, this, this year, um, when I was writing that article, it worked out the crowds were down overall for the Broncos, and I assume revenue was as well because they had so many Thursday night games. Um, they're poorly attended, poorly watched. Um, but anyway... Um, it's time to roll out your standard template Bronco Night football uh, <laughs> letterhead and let it rip. Well, what is it? 18 free-to-air matches they have that this year, or next year, rather. That's four mm. more than anyone else. And while that obviously doesn't make a difference on the field, it certainly makes a difference you know, to the club off it. You want your club to be you know, as prevalent as possible. And the Broncos certainly get um, get a, a, a kind hand dealt to them on mm. that front. They also... Much harder to pitch to potential sponsors uh, if you're not on free-to-air all the time, which is a fair point. Yeah, that's it. And they've also, their Magic Round game is also considered an away game this year as mm. well. So. Oh, naturally, naturally. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we've got time for on the NRL here. This is Game of Codes on The Raw Show's biggest sporting debate, joined by AJ Myth, an NRL expert at theraw.com.au. Thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, guys. Always fun. On The Raw, Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.